Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. Pure Dog Talk is proudly sponsored by Trupanion, medical insurance for pets. Through good times and bad, Trupanion is here for you. The Trupanion policy helps cover the cost of unexpected accidents and illness for your pets. The Trupanion team is still available, even in lockdown, 24-7, to help your pet. They also have a program dedicated to breeders, so you can send your litters home protected. Their breeder support program provides special offers that waive the waiting periods for your buyers. It's absolutely free for you to get started. Just sign up on the link at the website, puredogtalk.com. Don't forget, mention Pure Dog Talk sent you. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I'm your host, Laura Reeves. And this month, this is October, we're going to do some sort of back to school, back to basics, and pick up and follow up on some of our very earliest episodes. So this particular episode today, we're talking about how do we keep up our motivation? And we've got COVID and we've got no dog shows and no events and no people and no interaction. <laughs> and so what keeps us motivated? So that's what we're talking about today. And this pandemic has brought with it really just a plethora of change. Event cancellations and isolation and quarantine and toilet paper hoarding for Pete's sake. All of this stay-at-home orders, everything crashed down on all of us in March, like a ton of lead bricks. And here we are, almost seven months later. And there's a few events of various types that have been held around the country since this summer. And the purebred dog fancy has generally been really careful and followed all the mandated precautions at these events because we want to encourage more events to resume and we want to do it safely. And there's a whole bunch more events that have been canceled and are continuing to be canceled for any number of reasons. And it's frustrating. And exhibitors are all frustrated, and they're exhausted by the ups and downs. It just can seem daunting and pointless <laughs> to maintain our usual routines when there is no identifiable goal. The finish line is uncertain, and it's hazy off there in the distance of when we might actually get to do this again. Now, my regular listeners know my if you will, penchant for Pollyanna, a tendency to focus on finding what sliver of a silver lining might shine through any storm. A sort of lemonade out of lemons mentality, and it helps keep me grounded. So with that, here are five tips for staying motivated in your training, your conditioning, and your grooming plans even when you don't know when there's going to be the next event. So, number one, when the war on weariness. We are all tired. 
we're tired of homeschooling and masks and no hugs. And we're exhausted to the bone by national politics. And we're worried about money and health and our futures. We're weary of the unending, unfolding nightmare that 2020 has come to represent to everyone. So, one guess as to the very best medicine for this type of fatigue and burnout? Yeah, dogs. (laughs) Everyone is either buying or attempting to buy a new dog. John Q. Public is able to see this. We've all seen the registration numbers going up and our inboxes flooded with puppy requests. So if the general public can see the obvious good idea of acquiring a new best friend, clearly we dog people are ahead of the game. We have multiple dog households. We have dogs to snuggle. We have dogs to listen to our darkest fears. We have dogs to distract us, to get us up off the couch and out of the fridge and keep our blood flowing. And you can celebrate man's best friend, humankind's best friend, and everything that she represents to you by practicing your stand stay, your send out, your watch me. Whatever your discipline is, there are games that you can play to keep your dog sharp and your muscle memory intact. And that's while simultaneously beating back all those looming gray clouds that seem to just be hanging around our heads. And I'm going to put some links in the blog post to our previous podcast episodes that have really good doggy conditioning exercises Things that you can do even if you can't get out of the house. Working from home and homeschooling and limited social outlets, it all feels so chaotic and confused and just disorderly. And one of the few things that you can absolutely take into your control is the time you spend with your dog. And whether you choose to carve out an hour a day for training or trimming or trotting on the dog trotter or simply tears behind closed doors, you're in charge of that. And our dogs are always up for the attention and the time that we spend together. That small measure of being in control of some damn thing is really important. It's a major component of defeating the type of depressed moods that we have all felt and being better able to cope with the rest of the just daily aggro. Okay, number two. Prevent pandemic pounds and pandemic puppies. (laughs) While we've all been eating and possibly drinking our feelings during the last seven months, Our young dogs have had nearly zero socialization opportunities, and our motivation to improve our dogs' future successes can provide the kick in the pants that we need to get up off the couch and push back from the dinner table and head on over to the grooming table. Mm -hmm. Even if you have to wear a mask while you're doing it, walking around the neighborhood is allowed everywhere walking or running or biking with your dog 
will keep both of you fit and ready to handle whatever comes next, including fitting into our show clothes. Innumerable studies have proven conclusively that the more physically active we are, the more time we spend with our dogs, the healthier that we are physically and mentally. The healthier we are, the safer we are from all types of viral infections. And socialization is tough these days for our dogs. But even getting your dog out and walking around the parking lots of the stores that are open allows them to see and hear the new sights and sounds. And for puppies particularly, varying surface texture from gravel to concrete to grass to dirt to asphalt is critical once they have been vaccinated and they're able to be down on the ground. And that can be done outdoors in a safe and socially distanced way almost anywhere. Car rides are so critical. Absolutely ability to get our puppies ready to ride in a car. We can do car rides. Car rides to open spaces are excellent opportunities for training and for socializing to new environments, so just like a different space. And now there will be a link to the podcast also, the podcast that we did on Sniff Spot, to find spots in your area where you can run or train your dog safely off-lead without fear of germs for you or the puppy and without encountering any uncontrolled dogs. These sniff spots are really fabulous private doggy parks. Hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. All right, crew. Check it. Dog events are happening. For exhibitors who are able and willing to attend these events, it feels as if our tribe has been reunited once again. Meanwhile, for folks who are continuing to feel safest staying at home and away from crowds, and for folks who are driving long haul between far-flung events, I gotcha. I've been working hard to bring you all podcast episodes that help you feel connected to our larger community and offer opportunities for education and entertainment, no matter how you have managed through this truly overwhelming year. One of my favorite events this year is the monthly virtual Pure Dog Talk After Dark for patrons of our podcast. Anybody can join this fabulous community of dog enthusiasts by visiting the website and clicking on the Become a Patron link on the homepage. And while you're there zooming around on the site, you might think about checking out our shopping tab too. We've linked dog show vendors from all around the country so you can help support them during this really grueling loss of income suffered due to a lack of events. There's even a swag link that lets you order your Pure Dog Talk t-shirt, sweatshirt, fan case, mask, (laughs) ringside towel, and so much more. 
like the NPR of dogdom, Pure Dog Tuck is here for you every day to make sense out of everyday things, to add nuance to your understanding and tools to your tech box, to bring history to life and propel the living history of purebred dogs into the future. So check out the links at www.puredogtalk.com. Your support adds up to a huge voice for purebred dogs. Number three, build the bond. Yep. One of the most valuable results of spending time training your dog or grooming or conditioning is building that unshakable bond of trust that our dogs crave. And every time we reinforce watch me for eye contact, every time we use our just really quiet hands to calm their excitement, every single time we work through a knot in their coat or pull some hair on our wire-coated breeds or run a clipper or a dremel, every time we take off on a loose lead walk or a jog, we are teaching our dogs every single interaction between us and our dogs is an opportunity for us to teach and molt them or conversely for them to learn that our cues are meaningless and it's easy to blow them off and do their own thing. I repeat, every interaction with your dog is a training opportunity of either them or you. Choose wisely. Dogs respond to affection, to food, to toys, but mostly to trust. If the dog knows you won't hurt him or allow him to get hurt, if the dog trusts that if you give a verbal or nonverbal cue, it means the same thing every time. If the dog is a thousand percent confident in you as the lead dancer in your performance, whatever event it might be, you will be miles ahead of your competition. Even when your puppy hasn't had all of the hands-on socializing and people interaction that you would prefer due to the pandemic. So I recently attended the very first West Coast Dog Show since March, yay, with my own personal pandemic puppy. Agatha is a Spinoni Italiano. The litter was born literally the day they shut down Louisville. I'll never forget her birthday. The breed in general, and this individual puppy, tend to be a bit hesitant with strangers, and we've worked at it, but getting enough hands-on has been a struggle. This is even me having the same problem. The only handling class we could make it to, I was teaching. <laughs> so her co-breeder, co-owner brought her, and I worked with her for a few minutes, but that was literally her only practice before the shows in Washington last month. P.S. It was the worst dog show weather known to man. Raining sideways in torrents, wind blowing tarps flying, gallons of water being dumped off the tents like inches from her nose, raincoats, rain hats, masks, gloves, barking dogs, and weirdness at every single turn, at least from Agatha's perspective. 
And she wasn't perfect. I mean, she melted on the exam. She leaned on the exam. And she wasn't sure what the heck to do with a dog running around behind her. But she trusted me. And she stood up and she shook it off and wagged her tail after every sort of mind-boggling encounter. And this puppy is six months and three minutes old. But she moved head and tail up. She stacked on the line. She thought about free stacking for a minute, but then she was a little distracted. (laughs) She won. She wasn't perfect, but she trusted me. I was really, really, really proud of this little dog. And she had to suck it up in some of the very worst conditions for her first actual dog show. But trust, along with all the things that we could do during this time, made the difference. One thing that I made clear going in as we were getting ready to go to this dog show, talking with the co-owners, the dog show was five days. And this is a baby puppy. And if I felt like she was getting overwhelmed or having a bad experience, I was going to walk away. Now, as it turned out, a crisis at home cut our week short, but I wasn't sad about it. I think it's important to remember the old axiom, always end a dog's experience with anything on a positive note. You don't want to push young dogs to do more than they can handle sooner than they can handle it. If you have to eat an entry fee, I'm sorry, but that's a pretty small price to pay for not blowing the dog's brain up and ruining it for him in the long run. So, my thoughts on that. All right, number four, find the fun. Wait for it, guys, wait for it. This is, or it's supposed to be, fun. (laughs) Whether you are showing your dog, running fast cat, barn hunt, agility, field trial, it's okay to have a good time. Competition is great. Keeps us sharp and it keeps us striving to succeed and improve. But as soon as you aren't having a good time, rethink what you're doing. Because if you hate it, the dog definitely does. I just had a young woman tell me this exact story about a dog show a few weeks ago. Her dog lost, and she felt like her dog was a better example of the breed, and yada yada. But her dog moved head and tail down in, like, literally Eeyore fashion. And she admitted that she was so not interested in being there, and that it traveled directly down the leash to her dog, which caused her to lose and become more frustrated, and then we have this vicious cycle going on. And it can happen to anybody. It's happened to me. It can happen to anybody. But remember, our dogs count on us to be their fearless leader, their knight in shining armor, their princess bride. It's why it's so critical to get your headspace right before you try and ask the dog for a, wait for it, performance. When you can Take away the ribbon part. Take that out of your consideration. Focus on your partnership with your dog. Quit worrying about whether your ribbon is blue or red or white. Just concentrate on the dog in front of you, your dog, on getting inside your dog's head, on just pouring confidence and strength right down the leash and into their bodies. 
Make sustained eye contact with your dog. Communicate on that private, inside-your-head level. And for all that's holy, quit jacking your jaws with your friends and all the competitors ringside and inside the ring. And concentrate on your dog. Then you'll be able to find joy, to find power. You may win, you may not win, but you sure the heck will have fun with your dog. Because, let's remember, it is all about the dogs, after all. And that's number five. This final point is one that I see way too often left behind. Walked past. Ignored. I don't know what you're talking about. In the race for points or rankings or notoriety or whatever, whatever anybody hopes to gain from dog events, folks have a, to me, painful tendency to forget the dog entirely. They lose, so they yank the dog around. The dog fidgets, so the handler yells at it. They're so busy jacking their jaws about the unfairness of professional handlers or politics or mean girls or whatever it is that's got them all busted up. They don't pay any attention to the dog. Is the dog spooked? Does it feel good? Is it uncertain? A little jacked up? Is it mad? Who knows? These exhibitors aren't even looking down the leash, never mind feeling the vibe that's going to come up the leash from the dog. It's about the dogs. Period. End of conversation. You have paid someone for an opinion, and you received it. If you didn't like it, step back, like my friend did. Figure out why. If you aren't willing to do that, you are doing the dog a giant disservice. Bad things happen when you are so focused on you and not on the dog. It can be a small bad thing, like losing a ribbon, or a very large bad thing, like losing a dog. I can't say it often enough or loudly enough. The dogs are why we do this. The dog comes first in everything, every time. If that's too hard, maybe a goldfish. So in the final analysis, our motivation is always the dogs. There will be a next year. God forbid there will be a year after. There will be another dog event. There might even be another dog for you. But there will never again be this dog. So go find your mojo. Give her the best you have. Give her your time. Give her training and grooming and conditioning and effort. And build your bond with your dog. And for the love of all that is holy, people, have fun with your dog. All right. We'll catch you next time. Namaste. As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic 
are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our Dog Show Superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers Desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk.